Ah, good morning. It's 9.09 and a half, and uh, this is, of course, March 13th. And it's kind of gray and gloomy out there, and 34 degrees. Mercy. Here we are in the middle of March. But it's bright in the studio. And we got a free-for-all edition of the party line this morning. Liz is here. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome. And uh, today, March 13th, as I said. Well, let's see here. Some of the things going on on this date, historically speaking, that is. Let's see, in the um, year of 624, the Battle of... How would you say that? The... Uh, Batter? Ba- ba- batter? <laughs> Butter? Ba- Badir? Badir? Uh, I don't know. B-A-D-R is how it's spelled. And they say Muhammad's Muslim forces win significant victory over the Meccan army. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. And then we skip ahead about 1,400 years. <laughs> no, not that many. I guess 900. Uh, to the Battle of Tondibi, Tondibi. The year is 1591. On this date, Moroccan army under Jadar defeats the Sultan Eskia Ishak II of Songhai. Whew. A lot of interesting words there and names. 1781 is our next uh, year when on this date William Herschel sees what he thinks is a comet but it is actually the discovery of the planet uh, Uranus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 1884, the siege of Khartoum. Sudan begins by Modest forces, and it lasts 10 months. Not modest, but modest. M-A-H-D-I-S-T. 1903 on this date, the fall of the Sokotu Caliphate. Sokotu Caliphate. There, I think I did that better. In northern Nigeria. The British claim supremacy on over a half a million square miles. Let's see, 1930, Clyde Tombaugh announces the discovery of Pluto at Lowell Observatory. Pluto's one of my favorites. Why? Uh, Well, they keep making him a planet and then not a planet and then a planet and then not a planet. Uh, Pluto is officially a planet again. When it's not a planet, when they've said it wasn't, did they... It's a, it's a dwarf planet, uh, which, which technically doesn't count um, because it has multiple moons, and those moons have multiple moons, and it's too small. <laughs> so okay. I guess something like that. I watched a video on it the other day, but what a cool little planet. Hmm. Well, anyway, 1930 is when it was discovered. 
2003, on this date, the journal Nature reports that 350,000-year-old footprints of an upright walking human have been found in Italy. That was cool. Yeah, I kind of remember that. 2019, on this date, the U.S. grounds all Boeing 737 MAX aircraft after bans by other countries following the plane's uh, the plane type's second crash in Ethiopia. That's worded weird. What, they banned the aircraft? They, they prevented it from flying again until ah. they got it all figured out. I see. All right, let's see here. Let's, uh, let's do some birthdays. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, the first person we have to mention is that of Charles Gray, and that's G-R-E-Y. Um, Charles was born on this date in 1764. He died in 1845. Now, Charles Gray. Well, Not the first Charles Gray. Okay. This is the Charles Gray II, um, and he Were was... Were they related? Uh, or do we even know? Well, I assume since he's the second one, the first one, that would have been related to him. Okay. Um, he was a former prime minister of the United Kingdom. Mm. Um, celebrating his 73rd birthday today is William Macy. And um, actor, right? Yeah, he was in a show that I used to watch growing up, but now I can't think of the name of it um hang on I, I'm, I'm i'm googling it as we speak shows shameless it was shameless that went from 2000 to 11 to 2021 he was also uh in curious george that movie that came out in 2006 um he was in a bunch of stuff er uh what else do i recognize here fraser apparently mm-hmm. um L.A. Law, just a just a ton of stuff. All right, William Macy celebrating his seventy third birthday. Seventy three, really? He looks uh, good for seventy three. Percival Lowell um, was born in eighteen fifty five on this date. He died in nineteen sixteen. Percival Lowell, an American businessman, Percival Lowell was an American businessman, author, mathematician, and astronomer, a man, a man of all traits, apparently, who fueled uh, speculation. Give, that give, give me that list again. He's an American businessman, author, mathematician, and astronomer. Okay. <laughs> I see why you said that. Yeah. Uh, he fueled... Sorry. Excuse me. <clears throat> he thought the speculation about the canals on Mars. Uh, and was he right? Are there canals on Mars? <laughs> You're That's, asking the wrong person. That is beyond me. Let me look up canals on Mars. On Mars. How do you how do you speculate that in the first place? Yes, it looks like there are, are canals on Mars. As in with f- fluid. Um I mean I don't it doesn't really say, but I I suppose they would only be there because they hold water, right? 
Well, I don't know if it'd be water or something else or... Or a gas. Or, <laughs> I'm not really you sure. Know, are they still fluid or is it something that happened years ago? Oh, that's a good question. Well, in uh, They appear to actually be an optical illusion. Ah, okay. All right. Thanks, space. Well, the, the last of the uh, famous birthdays today is William J. Casey, who was born on this date in 1913. He died in 1987. Um, William J. Casey, former United States Director of Central Intelligence. Mm-hmm. So that's the CIA, right? Yes. Uh, and his... Let's see, what did he do? He oversaw the entire United States intelligence community and personally directed the Central Intelligence Agency. All right, so he's just a CIA guy. Yes, indeed. And uh, I had the opportunity to meet him on two occasions. Oh. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's see, two famous deaths to share with you. Um, one is that of Alexander the Second. Alexander the Second is the Alexander the Second of Russia. There is a, a couple more, but this one in specific is uh, a Russian uh, king emperor. Alexander Second was an emperor of Russia, ah, king of Poland, and great duke of Finland. Born in eighteen eighteen, died in eighteen eighty one. On this date. That's a lot of jobs. Susan B. Anthony. Nice. Yeah. Born in 1820, died on this date in 1906. Susan B. Anthony, of course, was a woman's rights activist. Uh, really, really did a <laughs> one of the most important roles in history. Susan B. Anthony was an American social reformer and woman's rights activist who played a vital role in the women's suffrage movement. Um, she was born into a Quaker family, too, uh, but she collected anti-slavery petitions when she was 17, and of course, she is the main reason uh, why women can vote. I had another little blurb in here. Um, it says, um, the, the sportsman who became larger than life. And it's talking about a, a Daniel Lambert who was born on this day, but they don't say what year. Oh, my goodness. And um, it says that uh, he was very athletic as a youngster, but he came, his body just, he is the heaviest. This is not a photograph, but it's some sort of artist's rendering. So I assume it's accurate, but he just became a mountain of a man. He was huge. (laughs) Is there anything (coughs) on this? Daniel Lambert? Excuse my coughing. I got kind of a a stuffy, stuffy thing going on today. Um, So what's kind of funny, you know, when you Google something, it says their name and then like what they did and fine print underneath of it. Okay. It says Daniel Lambert, Lambert breeder. Apparently he was an animal breeder. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. When I read that, I thought something completely different. But As did I. Yeah, he was uh, an animal breeder. Um, okay. And it looks like the butt of many a jokes. Poor guy. Well, yeah. 
Um, is there anywhere that mentions what his weight was? Let me see. At its peak, so to speak. Wait, it says he was athletic as a kid, but there's some uh, paintings here of him being just a giant baby. Uh, Daniel Lambert was, he weighed, okay, he weighed 52 stones, 11 pounds, <laughs> and 30, this must have been when he was born, 52 stones. I don't know. I don't know. Well, apparently he was like 11 pounds when he was born. Uh, 700 pounds. Okay. Wow. And he, he was 5 feet 11. Hmm. 700 pounds. Well, for folks, we can uh, turn our attention to some other news items. Um, let's see, what are some of the headlines today? On this uh, March 13th. Um, I guess you heard over the weekend that um, um, a major bank, Silicon Valley yeah. a bank, um, closed. And it's worrisome to many people particularly those that did business there. Right. Um, but now we have word on a second bank. And um, so let's see, what do we have on this? It says, regulators close another bank and move to protect deposits. They go on the Treasury, Federal Reserve, and Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation unveiled a plan to contain fallout from Silicon Valley's bank's collapse huh. and, ta and said taxpayers would not bear the costs. Do you know stuff about this? Not very well. I remember something similar happening in like 2008, I think. Um, but I guess I just don't understand how a, a, a bank collapses. How do they make money in the first place? I know nothing about banks, apparently. Well, um, presumably, you know, people put their money in holdings there. They earn some rate of interest. And yet the bank is, has the flexibility to invest that mm -hmm. on short or long-term things and do maybe better. Interesting. Um I think that's the most simple answer I can, I have knowledge of. I'm going to have to look into it a bit and learn about what's happening right now. I wish I understood a little bit better. We got word out of the University of Pennsylvania that a law professor has been accused of racist statements. And the question is, um, has been brought up, should he be fired? Uh, in fact, let me change that. Should she be fired? Wow. Amy Wax is her name, and free speech groups say the university is trampling on her academic freedom. But students ask whether her speech deserves to be protected. I guess I hadn't heard about this story yet. 
Um, in another story, opioid settlement hinders patients' access to a wide, wide array of drugs. An agreement between attorneys in general. Uh, let me start that over. An agreement between attorneys general and major drug distributors increased scrutiny on medications for ADHD, addiction, anxiety, and pain. Yeah. Good. It's, uh, it's time we start doing something about all that. Um, let's see. The New York Times is where we're pulling these headlines from, and we have also their more in-depth coverage um, stacked up here, too. But um, an artificial intelligence startup boomed, but now it faces a slowing economy and new rules. Using AI tools in hiring is one of the most promising and contentious uses of the technology. The experience of a company called Eightfold AI shows the challenges. So they have a story about that. Um, here's some, what would you call it, conjecture. What if the next pandemic happened tomorrow? I think about that often. Really? Oh, yeah, we got all sorts of stuff going around right now. You never know what's going to become serious. Well, in the New York Times today, eight experts debate what to do if it does. And um, I may have that in another uh, sheet I'm holding uh, or have stacked up here, but right here it doesn't speak of it. Um, Norfolk Southern. Their CEO apologizes yet again <laughs> for the Ohio train derailment. And he went on to say that he was determined to clean the site of the derailment, but did not commit to paying for long-term damage to the community. Or working on current trains that are probably going to derail. Um... What about world news? The war in Ukraine puts centuries of Swiss neutrality to the test. The Alpine state makes arms that Western allies want to send to Kiev. But Swiss law bans this driving a national debate about whether its concept of neutrality should change. More about the Ukraine, it steps up calls for evacuation of Kupiansk under relentless Russian shelling. And uh, attacks on the northeast town of um, Kharkiv. Uh, in the Kharkiv region, rather, of Ukraine, continued on Sunday, yesterday. 
Authorities have reinstated alcohol ban for Aboriginal Australians. Huh? What? The action to a rise in crime has renewed hard questions about race and control and about the open wounds of discrimination. So they're banning alcohol? For Aboriginal Australians. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> a potent nor'easter to bring heavy snow starting tonight. <laughs> starting yesterday. Forecasters say the storm could produce snowfall rates up to two inches an hour with areas of higher elevation getting accumulations of more than a foot. Right. That's according to uh, forecasters. Were you surprised when you looked out the window yesterday? Only a little bit. I guess I didn't even pay attention. (coughs) I was totally off the weather radar, and I was like, whoa. It was a dusting. And it covered the car. Yeah. But it was easy to scrape off. It went away just pretty quick. Um, But um, the weather... Um, for us, since we've brought the topic up, uh, we're sh- currently showing 35 degrees here on Columbus Road. And uh, they say it's going to get up to 42, so only 7 degrees to go in terms of warmth. Uh, they do mention rain and snow showers today here in our region. Uh, When you look ahead through the rest of the week, tomorrow cloudy, Wednesday sunny, Thursday mostly sunny, but get this, a high of 62 on Thursday. What? Yeah. So uh, since I skipped a few days, I'll fix it up. Today's high, 42. Tomorrow's high, 35. Wednesday, 48 and sunny. Thursday, 62 and mostly sunny. Friday, 61 and rain. <laughs> um, then uh, just we may as well finish out the week. Saturday, next Saturday, the 18th, 43 degrees, mostly sunny. Um, Sunday, 37, Monday, 44. So not. You know, Thursday's gonna Thursday and Friday are gonna be kind of our warmer two days of the week. All right, let's see here. Did you hear about Elizabeth Warren and uh, and Harris? No, tell me. I'm trying to find the exact quote because um, I'm having a hard time finding what sh- exactly what she said. But I noticed that. Uh, Harris was trending this morning on Google, and I had to see why. Um, Apparently, they kind of got into it. Elizabeth Warren said something a little bit nasty about Harris and um, is now (laughs) calling Kamala Harris. uh, She's called maybe four times now to apologize, calling her directly and uh, getting no answer. So Harris is kind of ghosting Warren right now because Warren was nasty to her. Now, let's just pretend somebody out in our audience doesn't know who we're talking about. So, of course, Harris is our um, vice president, uh, vice president to Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. And 
Elizabeth Warren is our, uh, she's a senator? I think so. Yes, yes. Um, but, you know, I just thought it was kind of funny. So they're at odds? Just a little bit of drama. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. just gossip and, and drama. <laughs> Coming up on 934 here at the party line, and um, as... Um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm Dave Palmer, and um, Liz is here, too. Good morning. Yes, good always, morning. Always helping me out. A word about upcoming programs. We do have a show on, um, let me get my notes in front of me, tomorrow. Um, and as I understand it, Karen Raymonds is going to be with us to talk about the, the Hocking Hills Parks. And uh, there are several of them, and we'll we'll discuss each of them a bit tomorrow. Karen cool. Raymond's tomorrow with Hocking Hills Parks. And at this point, the rest of the week is uh, free-for-all. Now, um, this bank fallout thing. Um, I've heard a number of people <sighs> shaking their head. And that's because their necks rattle, right? I've heard a number of people. No, <laughs> no, no. I realized that was kind of a mixed whatever. <laughs> um, it is um, freaky. Well, U.S. federal regulators announced emergency measures yesterday to protect depositors following the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank last week. Okay, yeah, so do people's money disappear and they're like, out of luck? Our Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell, and Federal Deposit Insurance Corp uh, Chairman Martin uh, Grunberg stated depositors will have access to all money today and taxpayers will not be responsible. Okay. In addition, the Fed will provide supplemental funding to banks through a new bank term funding program, which will provide loans of up to one year. Shareholders and some unsecured creditors won't be protected by the program. The regulators also announced that depositors at Signature Bank, which closed yesterday, will have access to their deposits. Well, California-based SVB, that's the Silicon Valley Bank, was shut down on Friday by the FDIC following an, an announcement last week that it had sold roughly $21 billion in securities at a $1.8 billion loss and was seeking to raise $2.25 billion in capital. Wow. Depositors began withdrawing their money on fears of the bank's solvency, also known as a bank run, right? Uh, separately, SVB, that's 
again, the Silicon Valley Bank. Its CEO, Greg Becker, sold $3.6 million of company stock under a trading plan less than two weeks before the bank disclosed the losses. You know, banks have board of directors, typically. I, I think always, but I'm not certain. Um, these are generally business people in the community and in the corporation who whose job it is, is to make sure they don't get into a position such as this. <laughs> and um, I'm not sure how this all came about, but um, very unfortunate. Okay, the next story is entitled, Every Award All at Once. I was wondering if we were going to talk about the Oscars. Everything Everywhere, All at Once, was the big winner at the 2023 Oscars last night. Did you watch it? I did not. I did. Uh, that movie, Every, Everything, let me get this right, Everything Everywhere, All at Once, mm -hmm. that's the title of the film, uh, taking home the ceremony's top prize for Best Picture along with six other awards. The movie entered the night having already become the most awarded film of all time and added Best Actress, Michelle Yeh, uh, Best Actress in a Supporting Role, Jamie Lee Curtis, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Kei-Hui uh, Kwan, and Best Director, Daniel Scheinert um, and Daniel Kwan. And they won some more, too. They won a ton, it's looking like. We've also got um, The Whale. Do you know about The Whale? I, frankly, have fallen off the... Um, the movie wagon? Yes. Well, and, and I need to... Get back on it. Brendan Fraser has made a comeback. Um, he is back, and he is winning awards, and I think that he is relevant again um, because he, of the movie The Whale. And for which, last night, he got Best Actor. Yes, he did. I haven't, I'm yet to see it, but it was on my list of movies to see before I got COVID. Um, so I, I'm yet to see it, but I've heard it's very, very good, but there was a lot of controversy around controversy around him winning um just because there's well you know i don't know if i should go into it or not but <coughs> it was a bit of a controversial film uh, and not everybody's happy that it that it won a24 is the studio uh that um actually um produced both mm -hmm. of these shows we've just spoken about a24 is one of my uh you know favorites for sure. I'm sorry. I'm so out of it. I had never heard of them. So A24 also does, I mean, they do a lot of stuff, but he did. A, they did a lot of Wes Anderson films. Huh. 
Well, um, that studio has been particularly active in the last decade. Mm -hmm. And, of course, there was a lot of fashion and um, a fair amount of humor. And uh, I enjoyed... uh, watching it even though the shows I'm this year I really felt unfamiliar with Mm -hmm. all right well what about March Madness that's where you lose me Uh, basketball (laughs) college basketball the 68 team field for the 2023 NCAA men's college basketball tournament was revealed yesterday with the Alabama Crimson Tide, whose uh, record is 29-5, and five, c- claiming the top overall seed. The Tide are joined by Houston, Kansas, and Purdue. And um, as the three other number one seeds. The Tide have surged under four-year coach Nate Oates, and are led by Project Top NBA draft pick Brandon Miller. Well, the first four teams left out of the 68 field team were Oklahoma State, Rutgers, North Carolina, and Clemson. All these games begin tomorrow with number 16, Southeast Missouri State, taking on Texas A&M Corpus Christi, and number 11, Pittsburgh, facing number 11, Mississippi State. And uh, this is um, one of those times that people print off the bracket and make their picks, and uh, I don't know what you call that, private betting or something like that. On the women's side, defending champion South Carolina again grabbed the top overall seed, followed by Indiana, Stanford, and Virginia Tech. Play for them begins Wednesday. And uh, once again, if you go to the uh, um, any number of places, you can find the the whole uh, printable brackets. All right. Oh, get this. Here's a sentence that says, Best of luck to those picking games with a little basketball knowledge. You have roughly one in 120 billion odds of choosing a perfect bracket. Wow. That's amazing. Um, let's see, American skier Michaela Schifrin wins the 87th Gold Cup race, beating uh, Sweden's um, Ingemar Stenmark's record, and that record has stood since 1989. Wow. Um... Let's see here. Bud Grant, Pro Football Hall of Fame coach of the Minnesota Vikings and former NBA player. He died over the weekend. 
He was 95. Oh. Hmm. South African rapper Costa Titch, T-I-T-C-H, dies. He was 28 years of age, shortly after performing at a music festival. Oh, wow. Robert Blake, actor who was acquitted of wife's 2001 murder, he dies. He was 89. Over the weekend, this occurred. All right. What about science and technology? Um, Relativity Labs rocket launch fails to achieve liftoff on second attempt. 85% of the spacecraft is made from 3D printed parts, which they say, had it worked, is a potentially cheaper way to manufacture rockets. But it didn't, didn't make it. They'll keep trying, I suppose. Scientists complete the first map of an insect brain. Ooh. The model includes every neural connection in the brain of a larval fruit fly. Very cool. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Why? Because um, it's important to learn about the anatomy of animals. Also, a lot of things that we've learned about True insects, bugs, you know, um, we can use in things like technology. Um, we only have paper because some old Japanese man once was like, what if I just watch this wasp make a nest? And he's like, wow, he's making it out of paper. Well, he, they didn't have paper at that point. But then he knew how to make paper after that. And there's a lot, a lot of technological advances um, that come from just learning about how a lot of underwater life and a lot of bug life um, function. Very, very important stuff. Very cool stuff. Over in France, um, they're considering a pension reform plan. Evidently, their current uh, typical age for retirement is 62. But um, this this reform would push it two years higher to 64. And they're doing it amid, amid nationwide protests. No surprise, really. Uh, but the final vote on whether to do this is planned for Thursday of this week. I'm not sure why that is uh, something they needed to do, if it's an economics thing. I'm sure it is, actually, now that I say that. Um, let's see. Your spring travel checklist um, is mentioned here. And they say, first, a bottle of sunscreen. Yep. Then, Babbel, the app that teaches you to start speaking a new language in just three weeks. 
Created by expert linguists, Babbel teaches bite-sized 10-minute daily lessons to help you speak like you like a local quickly. Simply pick one of the 14 languages and voila! <laughs> You'll be guided through podcasts, games, and even live virtual classes with top teachers. So spring travel is just around the corner. And um, particularly if it includes foreign travel, download Babbel today and receive um, 60% off your dream language. I think you're reading an ad. I am. (laughs) And um, I didn't mean to be, but I thought that the points they made were most interesting. Here's some news from um, 15 hours ago that kind of slipped over my radar. Um, Pickaway County, not very far from here. Um, You know where that is? Um, Roughly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, rescue crews and law enforcement um, are on the scene of an animal attack on Darby Road, which I've been on, Darby Road, and you would never guess the animal. (laughs) Initial reports indicate that a man has been attacked by a zebra and suffered serious injuries as a result. Now, zebras are insanely mean. Everybody's thinking that this is a little bit funny, but a zebra can kill you for sure. Um, A medical helicopter has been requested to the scene, and law enforcement has dispatched the zebra due to safety concerns, so... Um, Unfortunately, even after everything that happened in Zanesville and the awful slaughtering of all those animals, uh, somehow people are still able to own exotics like zebras who are (coughs) endangered at the moment, too. So that's pretty sad, uh, but definitely something that should be talked about. Ohio animal laws apparently need to be even stricter. That was 15 hours ago, so. A zebra. A zebra. Um... Here's a story um, that I think needs to be brought up. There's a new task force here in Ohio that seeks Ohio residents' feedback on nursing homes. The Ohio Department of Aging wants to hear from families and residents of the state's more than 960 nursing homes. In-person listening sessions will be held across the state in the coming weeks, including this Thursday in Cincinnati and next week in Dayton and Columbus. Comments from Ursul McElroy who is director of the Ohio Department of Aging, and Holly Holtzman, state director of the AARP Ohio. Now, this is an important topic. Definitely. Uh, My wife, at one point, had to uh, spend some time in a nursing facility. Um, the, this was post-surgery and stuff like that. Um, 
it it is um I've visited many friends who were then up in years and living in a nursing facility. Um You know, it's very easy to be critical and say this wasn't done right or that wasn't done right or it took too long for something to occur. Um, But mercy, we have so many people, 960 nursing homes in our state alone and the number of beds they each have, and the number of personnel they must hire, and the people have to have certain levels of training. Um, it's It's an enormous responsibility. And have I seen some things I wish could have been done better? Yes. But on the other hand, I look at what they have to deal with and it's just mind-boggling. You know, I agree to most of the extent, but I mean, if it needs to be done, there just needs to be more state funding going into aging facilities like nursing homes. I mean, I think a lot of the problem is... It's very costly. It is. It's absolutely costly, and therefore and should be having getting gaining more money. The, um, you know, the insurance plans and things like that that help. Um, can't take care of it all. Right, but you can't skip over the fact that there's mass cases of elder abuse and neglect in the state of Ohio every single year. Correct. Uh, I can recall one story of a man who, um, in the wee hours of the morning, fell out of bed and was, um, I won't won't say screaming, but yelling for help, right? Mm -hmm. And it was hours before someone responded. Yeah. And uh, those facilities, everyone has a bad story or two because of circumstances. And some have far more stories. And, well, anyway, it's just, it's it's um, troubling. It is, and there's really no excuse for it. Well, this new task force seeks Ohio residents' feedback. They want to hear from families and residents of the state's more than 960 nursing homes. 
They're going to do this through in-person listening sessions. And they'll be held across the uh, state in various locations through the coming weeks. Um, you know, our governor, Mike DeWine, recently created a nursing home quality and accountability task force. And its members want to hear directly from families and residents of, of all these nursing homes. Um, they want to get better. Bottom line. We got about two minutes left just to. We also that. want to make sure, as a state, as a system, that we are prepared to make the most informed decisions. We are collecting information on a way that allows us to provide the right support to those homes that perhaps need a bit more. Um. That's awesome. I'm really glad we're trying to be uh, more proactive about things like that. This is not unique to Ohio. No. The majority of the nation's nursing homes are experiencing staffing shortages, and 96% of them are struggling to hire additional staff. So, um, but Ohio's trying to uh, improve and I'm all for it, of course. Hopefully others will follow. Well, let's see here. Is it uh, tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow we have the uh, Hocking Hills topic, the parks. And um, so we'll look forward to that. And Liz, we'll do a show again on Wednesday all unless right. something comes up. Sounds good. Folks, uh, once again, um, You'll need coats today. It's 42 or high when it reaches that. Right now we're at 35. And they also say there is the opportunity for some light rainfall. So enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the week. What not the weekend. Enjoy the week and take care out there. And we'll see you once again, all over again tomorrow. Bye. Bye.